Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Spring is officially over. Summer is here on the calendar. We are looking at a pretty nice weekend, and we are setting up for the 4th of July, so there's a lot of fun to be had. There's some great fishing out there, whether you're going after those walleyes that are patterning out into those summer patterns, or those aggressive largemouth and smallmouth bass. So many great species exist, and so many opportunities are out there, thanks to the great stocking programs we have here in North Dakota, and the great fisheries management that goes into it and a big part of that is rearing facilities like the Valley City Fish Hatchery with with ponds at both Bald Hill Dam and just north of town a lot of great fish are raised every single year so that folks can get out there and catch more fish and have a lot more fun we're going to talk more about that with Aaron Von Eschen right after the break but before we do just a quick reminder keep your eye out there at gf.nd.gov find those lottery results for your firearms deer tag as soon as they are available we're expecting this time of years to have that news drop so be ready be aware and start planning your fall accordingly when you get that tag. Obviously, there will be other opportunities to get a second tag uh, for those folks who didn't draw on their first one. They get a second opportunity at a tag, I should say. So keep your eyes, gf.nd.gov. And there's also great uh, layouts of opening dates coming up this fall. If you haven't checked them out, simply go to gf.nd.gov and search 2021 opening dates, and you're going to get that, boom, full calendar to set your fall up right. So a lot of fun to be had in the near term, a little bit of excitement looming with the results of the lottery and then more planning to do for a great autumn coming up. So in just a few seconds we will be talking with Aaron Von Eschen. He is the manager of the Valley City Fish Hatchery giving us more insight into the plans that were executed this spring and what's coming up later this summer. That's happening right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It has been a busy spring for many across the region, and one of those is Aaron Von Eschen. He is the manager of the Valley City Fish Hatchery, keeps tabs on all of the great fish that come into the hatchery as eggs and fry and go out into our lakes. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going great and good to have you on. What was the spring like this year at the Valley City Fish Hatchery? What sort of eggs and fry was your team raising, and what was happening? Oh, it was a pretty busy spring this year. We finished up remodeling some of our egg batteries and installing a heater to control some water temps for the incoming eggs. This year, in the spring, we had northern pike eggs and walleye eggs at the hatchery. Actually, it was the first time in over 20 years that the Valley City Fish Hatchery hatched out their own walleye eggs. Wow, that's an exciting step and, and obviously something different for you. Uh, what were the numbers of fish being raised as you break it down between the two species? And then, secondarily, where are all those fish going to go? So we had over 400,000 northern pike eggs that we stocked in the ponds at Bald Hill this spring and just shy of 8 million walleye fry that we ended up stocking across both locations being Bald Hill and Valley City Fish Hatchery. The northern pike were stocked into North Dakota waters and the walleye when they get harvested are going to be going to various state partners including North Dakota, Iowa, and South Dakota. Okay, and so the northern pike are already out there on the landscape, acclimating to their new waters, is that correct? Yep, we harvested those fish in the later part of May. Okay, and what's the next step then as we look towards the walleyes that you have on hand? How much longer until they're big enough to go out there? We're actually currently draining ponds now. We've stocked out just shy 800,000 so far, and we got about half of our ponds left to go. Sure, and with those going around the upper Midwest, I'm sure it'll be busy for a lot of folks around there. Last time we talked, uh, we talked sturgeon. Where is sturgeon stocking at? 
Yeah, so we still have a lake sturgeon program at the hatchery, although it's been put on hold for the last couple of years due to COVID. So typically we would travel into Canada to collect the eggs, and as you know, the border was closed down, so we couldn't get across to collect eggs this year or last year. And what's the projection for future stockings of sturgeon? I think the program's going to come back. I don't foresee that being an issue next year, and we're fixing some infrastructure right now to get it better set up to raise those fish. That's cool. It'll be nice to see that come back online when borders open. We are talking with Aaron Von Eschen. He is the manager of the Valley City Fish Hatchery for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Walk the listeners through the process that you have gone through this spring, Aaron, from preparing for eggs to raising fry to stocking. How does it all work? Sure. So typically when it comes to like walleye and northern pike, we'll go out, we'll fill our ponds a few weeks early before we anticipate stocking the fry, fertilize them with alfalfa meal to try to boost the zooplankton population so there's plenty of food available for when these fry use up their yolk sacs. Uh, it's pretty similar with the walleye it is, as it is with northern pike. We try to have the ponds full at least a couple weeks to try to build up that food base. And our target size to rate to harvest them is about 1.5 inches, which usually takes around three to four weeks for pike and four to five weeks for walleye. Yeah, and at that size, are they uh, fairly able to acclimate to their new waters when they are stocked? Oh, yeah. There's been good stocking success at that size. That's great to hear. One of the challenges the hatchery has had to overcome in the last year or so was the discovery of zebra mussels up and down uh, you know, Lake Ashtabula and the Cheyenne River system. Uh, when we look at that, how has that changed what you do to prevent those villagers from getting out there and not entering stocking supplies in other lakes? We have added some new filters and new UV systems to filter the water to uh, eliminate zebra mussel villagers. It's allowed us to filter the water down to a finer finer level. During the process, samples are taken from the ponds before, during, and after harvest to determine if there's any zebra mussel villagers present, but as a precaution, we're still going back to zebra mussel positive waters at this time. Yeah, that makes sense that you're not cross-contaminating or dealing with issues like that. So what does the rest of summer look like for you, Aaron, and for the hatchery? Obviously, you have a very busy spring, and then these fish go out. What happens next? So it's going to be a pretty busy summer. We're trying something pretty new to the facility this year in that after this first round of walleye are gone, we're going to refill all the ponds and stock walleye back into them to try to raise them to a larger size for the state of North Dakota. And this is thought that well, it should see a increased post-stocking survival that's going to lead to more fish available for anglers. That's very cool. How uh, big will those walleyes get if, if they're an extended hold or an extended rearing time? Our target size for those fish is four inches. And how long will that take? We're anticipating it's going to take about a month, month and a half. Okay, and is there a greater survivability, or what's kind of the theory behind that? A lot of these fish, if they're stocked at one and a half inches, there's still a lot of other mouths out in these lakes that could predate upon these fish. So if we get them a little bit larger, the idea is that there won't be so many other fish out there that might be looking at them as a meal. Yeah, that sounds like a good investment in a little bit bigger fish. Aaron, we thank you so much for your efforts and exploration of these kind of new frontiers in fish stocking, and most importantly, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely, my pleasure. So a lot of great information there from Aaron, talking about where the fish hatchery has been over the past couple of months and where things are going. Obviously, that exciting new project, growing larger walleyes so that they have a better chance of survival when they are stocked later this season into the lakes around North Dakota and surrounding states. So a lot of great scientific advantages. It's good to see now that as things come online post-pandemic and there are more opportunities to explore fish stocking opportunities and the science behind it, that our 
federal government and the Fish and Wildlife Service are at the cutting edge and that North Dakota Game and Fish is partnering with them to find better ways to stock fish, to get more bang for our buck, and to get better fish that stick around longer in our waters. So there are some opportunities out there for you to explore. Uh, FWS.gov, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, talks all sorts of different things related to wildlife, not just fish rearing and stocking. But if you had a chance as a kid, maybe growing up in Valley City through school or boy or girl scouts or some other activity, or maybe you still have a chance to take your kids out there and, and get a quick tour of the facility, it is a totally cool place where millions and millions and millions of fish have come from you know, throughout the past several decades. So check it out if you do have the opportunity. Think back to those times where you did and you saw exactly how those fish were raised. It is totally cool and totally exciting to introduce people to that side of fish biology, that side of fish stocking. I remember it fondly as a kid during Boy Scout camp to go out, tour the ponds, and tour the inside of the facilities in the spring, you know, take pictures of the big jars of eggs and the fry that have hatched and are, you know, feeding off their yolk sac and getting ready to go into those ponds. So check it out if you can. It's a totally awesome opportunity to learn more about the natural world and how humans help things along. We're closing out June here, folks. I hope you have a safe and enjoyable end to the month as we turn into 4th of July. Obviously, we'll have another show next weekend, but I want to remind everyone, as things get busier and busier on the water, keep those life jackets on and keep the party on shore. If you're going to have that pontoon cruise out there, be the responsible one, be the sober one, take the wheel, take the keys, and make sure that everyone gets around safely and everyone is aware of other craft out there on the water. Make the smart choice to keep that life jacket on, make the smart choice to drive uh, without impairment and keep the party on shore as summer progresses into this uh, high traffic time. And be, be respectful of others and, and be aware of others at boat launches, at those high traffic areas in those narrows or those canals or wherever it might be, connecting your favorite lakes and waters. If you're out there keeping tabs on everyone and yourself i'm sure you will have a good and safe time and you know what if you do that and watch out for others i'm sure i'll see you in our outdoors <laughs>